Welcome once again to the Irish NFL show brought to you in association with our partners at Casty Travel. I'm Mark Cockrell and joined today just to give us a little precee of the Thursday night football game between the Bills and the Patriots. I'm joined as always by my good friend Brian Aloysius O'Leary. Brian, how are you doing, mate? Good to be here, Mark, and certainly good to be looking forward to a, a really tasty Thursday night football. We've had a few weeks where we've Spoke about games that didn't seem to matter much, but certainly getting to the business end of the season. And what a game for Thursday night football, you know, an AFC East clash that many team of many a fan would have been looking forward to as your Patriots face off against the Buffalo Bills. Absolutely. And you know, it's like kind of like Thanksgiving leftovers, isn't it? We had a great set of games last Thursday with Thanksgiving, and this is proving or should prove to be a cracker. Um for those of you keeping track, of course, the Bills are two games ahead in the of the Patriots in the FC East, tied with the uh, Dolphins at eight and three. Patriots are sitting at six and five, so two teams with winning records. But um, this is for all the marbles in many respects, Brian, because the Bills have been poor in division games this year. They lost to the Dolphins. They lost to the Jets. They haven't actually won the division game. They got four left, obviously, in the rest of the season, two with the Patriots uh, and the return fixtures with the Jets and the Dolphins. But they also coming into this probably exactly the opposite of what it was during the Tom Brady is full of confidence. They've beaten the Patriots three out of their last four regular season meetings. The last time these two teams faced off was the playoffs where the Bills, I mean, they annihilated the Patriots 47-17 in a game that wasn't even that close, it felt like. Um, is there any reason that this confidence should have any concern whatsoever? Because... Um, the Bills are still the class act to follow, you would feel, in the AFC, albeit the Dolphins have been uh, up there this year. I certainly wouldn't be as confident as the Bills as, as we would have been earlier in the season. You know, they had that fantastic win when they went into Kansas City and everybody at that stage of the season felt this was a game essentially for number one seeding in the playoffs. But as the Bills have, the Bills have been got at the season, they lost to the Jets, they, uh, they lost the following week to, to the Vikings, in which was a chaotic game. But um, they come back with a good win last week. And, and funny enough, both teams played on Thanksgiving. So it's, you know, nobody really has the advantage in terms of a gap between when one played against the other. They both played on Thanksgiving. They've had a week to prepare for this game. And quite unusual the way the NFL scheduling has been put together this season. Um, some quite strange little storylines. You know, you've play, you played them tonight. The Patriots play the Bills. And then again, they play each other in a couple of weeks' time. We've seen other teams play each other quite quickly within two to three weeks. And, you know, there's a lot of divisional games across the league that are going to come down at this stage of the season, which are going to, suppose, as you said, the marbles in terms of who goes to the playoffs. Yeah, it is a bit of a, a scheduling quirk, as it were, and everything. But I think the, the the goal that they set a few years ago to try to leverage a few divisional games at the start of the season more so, and then a few at the end when obviously bigger swings can occur, um, are very interesting. We were actually talking about this just on message the other night about the Jags and the Titans, for example. They've got two games against each other still to go. And if you're a Jags fan, you may be thinking, oh, there's an opportunity for us to, to swing back into a divisional fight. The Patriots, albeit the, the, the Dolphins and the Jets are currently between them and the Bills, um, will probably be thinking the same thing. If they could beat the Bills both times, there's a big could around that with inverted commas, of course, um, then that changes the entire complexion of their race this year uh, and indeed the entire playoff uh, complexion in the AFC East, but the AFC generally as well. I will say this, the Patriots have some momentum. 
Yes, they lost to the Vikings on Thanksgiving, but it was the most complete offensive performance they probably put together all season long. Matt Jones um, played his best game. I think uh, pretty inarguable in that regard, his best game of the season and looked more in sync on a lot of things. But the the challenge for the Patriots, uh, whose defense has been standout this year. I mean, it's been a surprise a little bit to me. Tavai, they just actually, the linebacker, they just extended. They've had more dynamism in that front seven than I expected. Judon's been leading the way. And it's a very different unit to that unit that looked absolutely downtrodden in that Bills playoff game, to say the least. But the focus and the struggles for the Patriots have actually been on offense. And even in Thanksgiving, Brian, 0-3 in the red zone. They did score a couple of touchdowns, but they're outside the red zone with longer uh, balls in relation to it. Um, and I don't know. I mean, try you know, you try and gee me up here. I'm always trying to help you out with your depression about the Giants and everything. But why should I feel comfortable about that offense going up against the defense, which you're right, has had its flaws. But remember, last year was the number one defense in the NFL. This season has proven at times its strength. I know they're down Von Miller, but Surely that's advantage Bills tonight. Yes, but I also see an angle as to how the Patriots offensively can win this game because what we have seen over the course of the last few weeks is the Patriots have had long congested drives in the games. The Jets game, for example, like it came down to that uh, brilliant score at the end to win the game. But there were a lot of opportunities for the Patriots and they went up and down the field and the Jets defense, is, again, has been very strong this season and can be comparable to that Bills defense as well. And again... Crucial plays at crucial times, but the Jets defense held the Patriots to field goals. And I, I guess you're kind of you've seen similarities. Last week, they went up and down the field for large parts on this Vikings defense, which again has been reasonably good this season. And again, couldn't struggle in the red zone. But I would say there was one Hunter Henry one that could have easily went either way. You know, I could see the I could see the reasons why it wasn't given. I could also see the argument. I mean, the argument went on it to Black Friday in terms of whether it should have been a touchdown or not. So you could argue they did score in the, in the red zone. It was a very Dubious one to call call back, um, and if they can do that and have long long drives and keep the offense of the of the Bills off the field, why can't they not be in a position to win this game come the fourth quarter? And a Bills team that's in fairness aren't the power that we saw earlier in the season, aren't the powerful team that we saw last season. Yeah, maybe so on offense, but you look back at last week's game, for example, against the Lions team, which in fairness we we can we've given a lot of uh, kudos to the fact that they've been very strong offensively. But if it wasn't for some precarious play call by Dan Campbell. Late in the in the first half and late in the in the second half in the fourth quarter, that game could have went a different way, and the Bills found a way just to get down the field in time to kick a game-winning field goal. We could have been easily talking about a, a Lions win. Uh, defensively, for the Patriots, have been I, I'd imagine we'll see a much sterner test for the Bills offense going up against this Patriots defense, and I do see a scenario where they can hold them in check and put Mac Jones in a position. And ultimately, it may come down to Mac Jones and whether he's in a position to win this game. He was. A lot better last week. I, I did say during the week I felt it was his best game as a Patriot. You know, shameful in the way that he went. It was a defeat. But at the same time, a lot of had a hope there. And again, we've spoke about this division. This division is there. You know, we talk about the NFC East. We're talking about the AFC East. The other four teams are looking at this very much in a, in a position where they could potentially be in the playoffs come January. Yeah, I want to say it was 1998 in the old constructions where the AFC East, when the Colts used to be part of it, actually turned, sent four teams uh, to the playoffs that year under the old system. And there is every chance with the three wildcards now that all four teams have a, a viable chance. Uh, the Bills, must be said, do uh, look like they're going to get back Greg Rousseau, defensive end, who has been a full participant this year, this week. 
And they are still a defense that is only giving up 18.1 points on average, which is fifth best in the league. But I've turned the attention a different way, and you rightly call out the Patriots. Defense has been good, but I think the Bills have lost games this year, not because of their defense, but it's been their offense has failed to click. And we've talked about Josh Allen quite a bit on the show. We talked about Josh Allen's injury. We talked about the fact he's not running the ball as much. But why is it, when it comes to the Bills, it seems like, you know, Bills fans must be sick of this, I know, but it is the same old story. Can they run the ball? And do you need the run to set up the pass? And with Josh Allen not being as mobile, it seems, in the recent weeks, better last week, better last week against the Lions. He seemed more willing um, to try to move the ball with his legs or at least scramble a little bit more outside the pocket. Um, but can they win, not just now, but in the future, if the run game is still moribund or still solely really dependent on its quarterback? It's just so inconsistent. It's been so up and down. It's like two weeks ago, we were supposed to speak on the main show around the fact that Josh Allen is essentially the number one runner. And yeah, he rebounded last week with some strong rushing yards. But the previous week, he, he only ran for eight yards. And they committed to Singletary in that particular game. He ran for 82 yards, which was a season high. And a lot of the carries essentially went to him. I think 90% of the carries went to him. They are looking to address that. They've, I mean, they brought in Himes on the, the trade deadline day from the Colts. They haven't really figured him out yet in terms of how the best to use him. He was always a player in, in Indianapolis that wasn't consistent in the run game. Great getting out the perimeter in terms of, you know, screen passes and stuff. Maybe that's where they'll to rely on him come later in the season. And they did look to address it in the draft. They brought in Dalvin Cook's brother in the, tour, in the late in the second round. Probably expected a lot more from him. It hasn't really materialised this season. So the, the, the evidence is there. They are trying to, to correct it in many ways. They were in another running backs on the deadline, but it just hasn't materialised. And ultimately, that could be the flaw because coming in the season, you've got AC teams that, such as the Titans in the playoffs, the Bengals with Joe Mixon, that can essentially have a balanced offense of rushing and, you know, using the wide receivers for receptions. Ultimately, that could be the flaw. Teams start to figure out this Bills offense in terms of someone, uh, you know, maybe a double corner. Um, Stefan Diggs, you know, McKenzie is a, is a quirky player. Uh, Gabe Davis on his day is a great player. Still hasn't stepped up to be a number one receiver, still deemed to be number two. He's in and out of games. Of course, they've got all these players that are great on their day, but you get his defense as, as strong as the Patriots have been this season. That can slow them down and slow down their drives and essentially put the Patriots in a position that they're still in the game come the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, to anybody who wants to complain, we know that there are other teams that rely on their quarterback as a runner, like the Cardinals with Murray or the Bears with Justin Fields. I mean, that is their entire offense at the moment. Uh, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. But we've seen it with the Ravens time and time out. You get to the playoffs, you get to the one-and-done scenario, you get to a defense that matches up or locks down that running threat, and all of a sudden the team can't adapt the same way. I think it's less so with the Bills because Allen's more of a threat with his arm necessarily, but it's that legs to get the odd third down, get the old, keep the defense off balance, like Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, used to do, I would say, like Russell Wilson used to do up in Seattle. Um, uh, that's a dimension that they need for uh, multiplicity in their offense, for sure. Um Brian, I appreciate it. So, you know, it's a great matchup between two co great coaches as well. Obviously, Bill Belichick is, you know, is in the, the the Hall of Fame. I know there are a few fans that like to put him in the Hall of Shame for various aspects as well. You're a Giants fan, so you're just grateful for the two Super Bowls he helped you win, and then the other two he gave you as coach of the Patriots, I know. Um, but at the real serious point, like he is obviously one of the great NFL uh, minds of 
his generation probably of all time. But Sean McDermott has been out thinking him, out coaching him in the last few matchups. He's done such an amazing job in the turnaround in Buffalo and changing a whole culture. And in many respects, let's be honest, keeping it on track, which is the hardest thing when you start to lose people like Brian Dayball going uh, to take his head coaching gig, for example. Um, even with the ups and downs of this season, they're still hitting three. They're still top of the pile. I mean, that's a credit to him as a leader, as a head coach, and as a manager of that organization very much, is it not? Yeah, the job which Brandon being the GM and, and that coach McDermott done since they've gone in um, has been fantastic. And and you already touched on there, Brian Dable, the you know the head coach now of the New York Giants, and obviously Joe Shane, who was the assistant GM, is also the GM there. You're seeing other coaching people there getting opportunities in the league because of all the great work they've done. Um, there was a conversation a number of weeks ago after Josh Allen kind of, I wouldn't say fell off the cliff in terms of his performance, but he was thrown some inaccurate balls and, you know, needless interceptions. And, and people start referring back then to the fact that Brian Dable was no longer there. And he was the one that corrected that mistake. And he seems to be correcting it by and large with Daniel Jones this season. You know, has over the course of the season, gradually the impact of Dable not being there started to kind of take wear down on Josh Allen and take effect because early on the season, things were fine. They were winning the games. People were saying no impact. The transition has been seamless. But gradually over the course of the last month where we've seen games, in particular the Jets game and the Vikings game, where he, he was trying, it was, it, was, it was as if he was trying too hard to put the team in position to score score points. And he was making silly plays. And people said, going, if, if he had been in that position last year, we wouldn't have seen that. So that was an interesting concept that was going on. I never really talked too much about it until recently when we saw you know, the, the manner of the interceptions. Um, but you can't fault McDermott. Like, like for you know, large parts of the NFL, you look at the records in which coaches have against Bill Belichick, it's not great. And um, he's four and seven over the course of the 11 games in which he's coached against against the Bill Belichick. And you know, you could put that up with some of the best. I mean, as you touched on there, they beat them three of the last four times, they they did a number on them in the playoffs. There's not many coaches that have Bill Belichick's number. I wouldn't go as far as to say. McDermott has it, but he's certainly trending in that way, in that way. Well, well, I mean, I was I was getting caught up in recency bias there, but certainly recently he's he's definitely obviously with the, the talent differential has been exploiting it magnificently in relation to it. Brian, I know this is a little, uh, you know, a little appetizer, shall we say, for the main show. We'll break down all of Sunday, but uh, nice to always touch base with you, have a bit of a chat and set the scene for everybody on Thursday night football tonight. Uh, before you go, I've got to put you on the spot, man. You know, who's it going to be, Bills or Patriots? Well, well, I'll start with the other member of the team, Colin, who's not with us uh, for this particular recording. He has selected the Bills. And uh, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Um, I've been looking at Starlers throughout the week. The fact that Von Miller is not going to play, I don't think that should be under, you know, underestimated, the impact he's had on this Bills defense this season. The betting uh, line, I know it's not re relevant to it. Selection, but... Um, Vegas is nervous. Vegas started this line at six at the start of the week, dropped to five and a half. It's now down to three and a half. So they are getting nervous about this game. They're starting to see potentially a lot of money coming for the page. But the money, it's 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 not where the money lands, it's where the where the ball lands on the field. And I'm gonna select the Patriots to cause an upset. I've, I was actually really impressed with their performance last week against the team that are likely to be number two seed in the NFC and the Minnesota Vikings. I thought offensively it was the best we've seen in a while. I'm expecting something similar this, in this game, and I do feel the Patriots' defense will find a way to stifle Josh Allen to put the Patriots in a position to edge a close one, and that's the way I'm leaning. I'm going to go Patriots. 
Brian, I've, I've got to say that warms the cockles of my heart to hear you go for the Patriots. I, I will also say last week, I, I openly said I was going hard overhead. I went for the Patriots against the Vikings, even though I thought logically the Vikings should win the game. Um, much part of that game, it looked like my uh, my heart was going to override. But this week, I've got to go back to a bit of logic and sense, I'm afraid. Uh, the last two games they have played, the regular season game and the postseason game, the Bills have not even had to punt against the Patriots. They converted all seven scoring drives in the playoff game. They had nine drives in the last regular season game, which they also won against the Patriots and did not punt. I mean, a starter would be, hey, guys, if you could maybe trigger a third down or, or trigger a, a, a punt at some point, that would be a start. I think that's going to be a bridge too far. Yes, the Patriots are at home. Yes, there have been great burgeoning signs. And yes, that defense has been above expectation um, this year. But I'm going to go with my head this time over the heart and say the Bills will continue their hoodoo voodoo over the Patriots. They'll get their first division win and move in my mind, two, nine, and three. So we've two on the Bills, one on the Patriots. Um, and I think, you know, important just to say to everybody, hope you enjoy the Thursday night football game, but join us also later on tonight. We're going to have the full live show later tonight, taking us through the entire Sunday slate of games. So hopefully this is a little returning from work snippet for you to have a look at. And we look forward to you all joining us later tonight. From now, anything else from you, Brian? No, it's great. Looking forward to previewing all the games later on this evening. Um, an action-packed week 13 ahead of us, some great games to cover. Um, if, in particular, the Dolphins, 49ers, the Chiefs, Bengals, some great games. So, yeah, hopefully people can uh, tune in this evening. Uh, Colin is back in the States. We'll have a good show tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And from us on the Irish NFL Show, brought to you in association with our partners at Cassidy Travel. It's goodbye from now, and we'll see you later on.